is so much fun. I cannot be having any more fun. And by the way, I believe that everything that we do on the Suicide Prevention Show is fun because it's all about pure prevention. And we're dealing with the real life struggles of the world. What do you struggle with? If you struggle with finishing what you start, we've got the solution, the best guru, the best guide for you. And to take us on the journey of how to finish what you start, please help me welcome Olivia Whiteman. So Olivia, work a little magic and come into the studio. There you are. Hey, whoop, there you go. <laughs> All you have to do is unmute and it'll be perfect. And so as we work through the tech, there we go. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. look at that. That was magic in and of Yes, magic. <laughs> How I, are you? I, I am very, very well, Olivia. How are you? I'm a happy, you know, I have shared your um, TED Talk. It's excellent with people. And hopefully they, they did what we requested, which is to make comments and share it with other people because Aww. the talk is really important and um, we can't dismiss it. The more we do, the more we will have to do later on. This is true. If we don't get ahead of this, if we don't help them back away from the edge, we might end up having to talk them off a ledge. Exactly. And I so appreciate your support with everything that we're doing. And I really appreciate your willingness to come on the show, Olivia. What you have created for the world is so amazing. But I'd love to start off with, why did you need to create something like this? And then we'll talk about what this is. Well, do you know how some people have trouble concentrating? Well, I'd have that trouble. And so that's how I created this. And now I just write books and create courses so people can focus and finish what they start because I had that trouble myself. So did you always have that trouble? No, I had a car accident that left me with cognitive issues and it left me unable to stay focused, constantly distracted, easily irritated. And so I said, this can't be the way my life is. And I decided to figure things out, but it took a long time to figure out what to do. I used to write everything down and it was just too much to write it all down and then read so I can remember the things that were important. And eventually I just developed a two page document that allows me to record what I'm doing from the moment I wake up till I go to sleep. But it just takes 10 minutes to do. But in that 10 minutes, I keep this document with me all day and it keeps me focused. And I've been able to write books. I've been able to give courses. I've been able to finish anything that I set my mind to. And that's what I want people to do. You know, you don't have to have a accident to be distracted. Life is filled with overwhelm and why not have a process that's gonna get you focused and finish what you wanna get done. Thank you. That was lovely. Why not? It's one of my favorite questions in the entire world. So the question of why not have a process that helps you focus and finish what you want to get done is a great question. So we got an answer for that because you, know, you have this wonderful, wonderful process that you've created. 
but you've also created a life for yourself based on the fact that you had the traumatic brain injury, that you had the car accident. And your life that you've created for yourself now has you branded as an organizational life architect. What is an organizational life architect? Basically, I help people create blueprints for how they want to live their life so they can have the life that they want. Uh, everyone is different. Everyone has unique needs and unique wants. You can't give everyone the same exact you know, it has to be customized. You can't give everyone the exact same solution. Some people sleep at night. Some people sleep at the, during the day. Some people like to exercise. Some people, you know, can eat certain foods. Others can't. So I give them a blueprint to follow that works for them so that they can be consistently doing what they need to do so that they can finish what they want. Consistently doing what they need to do and finishing what they want. I think Everyone I've ever met talks about the struggle to be consistent. So this is a very powerful uh, process that you've created if it allows for people to have an easy way to be more consistent. So how did you actually create this blueprint? Uh, it was very difficult for me to concentrate and I had to keep writing down everything if I wanted to remember that I had meetings, if I wanted at the time it's just take my medication, I don't take them anymore, I don't need to, but um, some people do. I have a friend who needs to take medication and she forgets. I mean, she had a um, one of her organs transplant and she really needs this medication, but sometimes she doesn't go into the kitchen and she's not consistent with her routine. And so she forgets because she doesn't see the, the pillbox. And so that's why I also added like making sure that we take our medication because it could be really important to our survival. And so that's how I did it. I did it for myself. And I also did it by listening to the things that my friends were telling me about what they forgot to do. And I'm like, oh, no, we have to fix that. And so that's how I started. And that's what I'm all about, you know, making sure that it's simple, easy for myself. And then thought, well, if it's going to be easy for me, let me try it with other people. And I shared it with friends and they're like, wow, why didn't I have this? And I got so many people with so many wins on, you know, and sometimes the win isn't that they got something finished, but they slowed down. They started realizing they can't multitask and do so much. And they actually got more done by slowing down. Got it. That's really an important key that they got more done by slowing down. And I love the way that this evolved for you. It didn't evolve out of something, you know, really airy-fairy. It evolved out of a real need to keep track of your world. And this idea of what my guy calls a trip on it system. Oh, if I just leave this by the door, I'll trip on it. And then I'll remember to take it with me. And so yes. you're, you, it, it's pretty good, you know, um, then he has lists all over the place. So, you know, the, this idea that there is one easy way to manage this is such a great gift. Now, we were talking before, and you said that there was actually a seven-step formula to managing how these things get done. What is that? 
think that might be too much to talk about uh, right now, but basically it's called the success formula. And there are seven steps that lead to success. But one of the steps that um, I can share easily is the journaling. We want to ah. write down what our emotions are, not just the sad emotions, but we do want to, you know, record what are our feelings? What, what do, why do we blame ourselves? Why do we feel angry? Why do we feel frustrated? I felt frustrated so much because what happens to the brain is it changes a little bit. You get easily irritated, easily frustrated because you can't remember or people keep asking you, how do you feel? And you just hate that question. So eventually by writing things down, you release your pent up emotions. And that's a, one of the key aspects of success to journal your thoughts. But you also want to journal things that are good because you don't want to look at your journal and say, bad day, bad day, bad day. Woo, I had a good day, you know? And it doesn't have to be about eating ice cream. It could be because you finished your report or you watched a great television show or you went, you exercised how you wanted to or you drank the amount of water that you need to. And so we want to record how you're feeling. And I think journaling is one of the key things that can make you successful. So I understand the necessity they gave birth to this, but this could help anybody, couldn't it? It can help so many people. Uh, initially, I was thinking of helping people who had traumatic brain injury, but I realized as I started to share my thoughts with people and what I was doing, they were people who were taking medication and left them foggy and they couldn't focus. There were people who were just overwhelmed because they have a job, a kid, a husband or a spouse, and it's just too many things to juggle. There were people who had, you know, parents that they had to take care of, elderly parents, and then they had responsibilities at home. And the more people that I talked to, the more I realized that just not just for people with traumatic brain injury, but people have trouble concentrating. And if you stick to the process, you will succeed. So the thing that I can only say is like, no one can make you succeed. Only you can make yourself succeed. You have to commit every day to doing the process. So you have to ask yourself, are you not willing to commit 10 minutes a day so that you can have an amazing day and make sure that you get things done? If not, then you have to ask yourself, why not? That I can't help with. I can only give you a solution that really works, not just for me, but for a lot of people so far. So cool. So let's talk about how somebody would know this is working. Okay. So one of the things you want to do is you want to create a daily intention. And you want to create some goals for yourself, not too many goals, because you want to have wins for the day. One priority goal and maybe two or three other goals. And then at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you look and you say, how many of these things did I check off? And by writing these things down, you become aware of what's going on for you. You know what? I got distracted by TV. I got distracted by a phone call. It was only going to be 10 minutes, but I keep having this hour phone call. I got distracted because one of my friends insulted me. Now I have to call five other people to find out if what they said was true. And so then you say, you know what? 
maybe I need to get, create boundaries from that particular friend because they set me off. So it's not just about, you know, what are your goals and what are you doing, but being aware. And so that's how you know that you're successful because every day you write an intention, every day you write your goals and either daily or weekly you review and you say, hey, I'm getting better, I'm getting things done. I've finished that report. I've done what I wanted to do with my room or whatever it is that you, you have your intention of fixing and, and focusing on. That's really, really cool because my understanding about how the brain works is that when you can give it evidence of yourself as being successful, as already having accomplished some things, the brain will then start to rewire along the lines of, oh, I am a successful person, or I am effective, or I can learn new things, or I can get things done. And the brain starts a new belief system based on these experiences. So I love the fact that this gives people a tool that's really, really, really easy to use. And it's all laid out. Now, what I'm wondering though, because we're talking about the uh, journaling aspect of the success system. And the, I'm sorry, not, I called it the system and it's a formula. I know what this is, but you know, we're talking about the step about journaling. If somebody doesn't journal, and you know, they, this is just not in their, their experience, what would you say to them about the success they could get using the system? Well, I think of this system as a combination of a planner and a journal, and it's really not very um, complicated where you have to write a lot. You can write very little. It's more like, how do you feel when you wake up? If you feel tired every single day or you feel depressed every single day, after a couple of weeks, it's a big clue that you need to speak to someone and find out what's going on, because sometimes the reason we're tired is we don't have enough good food in our body that gives us the nutrients to have energy. Sometimes we don't think well enough because we're not drinking enough water and we're not hydrating. And sometimes we just don't feel good because we don't say enough wonderful things to ourselves. So in my system, one of the things you have to do is every day find something to be grateful for. The more you're grateful for, the more you notice, the more things you're gonna find that you're grateful for. It's amazing how that works. That That's a great idea. Um, we're going to let everybody go to the chat and practice that. So go to the chat and write down one thing. Share with us, panelists and attendees, share with us one thing that you're grateful for. Let's start stacking this evidence so that we attract more things, so that we start noticing more things in our lives that we have to be grateful for. So while everyone is going to the chat and, and sharing what they are grateful for in their lives, Olivia, the journey to be grateful, when you had your accident, how old were you? My accident happened three years ago. And so um, at first I hated it because I felt like my life has, that I knew was over. I was teaching courses on, you know, a lot of spiritual courses. I had clients, I had a meditation studio and all of that went away in an instant and it never came back. And so you can have a lot of 
resentment. But after a while, you want to focus on what's good. You know, you want to not just see the silver lining, you want to live that silver lining. And I realized that once I put a system in place, I was able to accomplish many, many things that I wanted to do, probably differently than before, but even more than before, because before I had more multitasking capabilities. And so I might have spread myself a little too thin and had too many interests, but I could stay up. I didn't now my energy level is not the same as it was. So I think we have to just be happy that we have something to do and that we can focus on doing whatever we want to do. For me, it's just helping as many people as possible. I want to celebrate with people their wins and get them to finish what it is that they want. That's what I want to do. And I don't think I would have done that if I didn't have this desire, this passion, if I didn't have the accident. It seems like it really shifted the focus of your life. I mean, you've always sound, you know, I, I know a little bit of your history and you've been very involved in these things that make people's lives better. But this is so focused on what works that actually makes someone's life better. And the only requirement is a 10 minute a day commitment. Yes, that's basically the only requirement. And you'll see, you know, don't say it's a, like my process recommends you do it for three months, 91 days, but how about doing it for one day, then three days and then seven days and then say what's working, what's not working and then evaluate what's not working instead of saying this doesn't work for me. You are in control of yourself. If it doesn't work for you, it's because you've decided you don't want it to work for you. If it doesn't wow. work for you, then ask yourself, what can I do to make it work? Maybe you don't answer all the questions, or maybe you write additional questions that are more connected to what you want to do and focus on with your day. Got it. Okay, so now we're talking about the flexibility that's built into this. So that if it's not working for someone, and the um, decision that they are making is they want it to work. So they're asking a different question. Instead of floundering around with this doesn't work, they're actually asking the question of how do I make this work? What would make it well, work? Some better? people, they need accountability and being able to write every day in a journal is difficult for them. So if 10 minutes a day is difficult, just do one minute a day and just answer one question, whether it's what are you grateful for today? Or the question could be, how do you feel waking up? Or the question could be, what are your three goals for today? Just focus on answering one question. And I say to people, if you can't do anything, just put the date down and then see how many days did you just put the date down? Don't make yourself wrong or judge yourself or beat yourself up. Make it as an opportunity to have awareness of who you are and what's you're capable of doing and what you can't. And some people, they need accountability. And we have accountability groups where people get together and they just help each other because isn't that what we need to do? We need to be there for one another. Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we absolutely need to be there for one another, which is how you ended up here is because you said that you would be here for me. And I greatly appreciate that. And Olivia, this is such a lovely conversation because it makes it so simple to be able to move from one step to the other. And I love the idea of don't make yourself wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to know how many people who are currently watching are having trouble concentrating. So if you are one of those people having trouble concentrating a focus, could you put a one in the chat? And so as people are giving you that feedback, difficult concentrating, you know, for people watching this in the recording, feel free to put whatever your challenge is, especially if you are having a challenge with concentrating. And so the power of focus as we're getting some, yeah, we're, we're getting some, uh, some ones popping up into the chat. So the power of focus is really pretty amazing. Olivia, of the people you've worked with and shared the journal with, what are the stories that they've told you about the, what they are seeing change? What is the result they're getting from following the system and checking in? Well, I, I, as you might know, I'm a writer. And so I meet a lot of people who are writers and some of them have not been able to finish their book for, for years. And now they're committed to writing every single day, even if it's for some, it's amount of words that they write. And for others, it's just the writing for even 10 minutes, three, four times a day. And they're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. I haven't gotten this much done in so long and it feels wonderful. Um, I haven't met anyone who wants to, you know, clean their apartment as a goal. So um, I think most of the people I meet are creative types. They want to create music. And so if you want to create something, it requires knowing where you want to go. You have to, you can't just, you know, say every day a goal. You sort of have to have a vision of where you want to be. And then you break everything down into smaller steps. So I have um, someone who wanted to create an album and they already have the lyrics and they already had the music, but they still had to go to the recording studio. And it's not so easy. You know, you have to make an appointment to be in the recording studio you have to make sure you have your all your elements you might need an engineer and so every day they thought of what else that they needed to do and then eventually they ended up with a recording and so that feels so wonderful to me when i hear these stories oh that's a lovely story the fact that the process gives people a place to actually think through what are they what do they really need to succeed with any particular goal. And the, the story of the album is absolutely perfect for this because yeah, having the words and the lyrics sounds like, hey, I'm ready to go, but that wasn't enough. Yeah, so that was yeah. lovely. And I think that for a lot of people, um, they need to think things more thoroughly through. And so one of the things that I have them do is it's called the, Oh, oh, possibility. And that is, even if it's something simple, like you're a mom who has to pick up her kid, but before you pick up your kid, you're going to go to a doctor's appointment. So the oh, oh, possibility is that the doctor's running late and you're not going to be able to leave on time to pick up your kid. So the oh, oh, possibility is who are you going to call? Do you have that person's phone number? Maybe you should call them ahead of time and give them a heads up that you might need them. Or maybe you're going out of town, you know, not or into town and you think you're gonna be an hour, but you end up being three hours. Well, maybe you better take your charger with you so you have cell power in case you have to call and tell everyone you're running late at home. So the, the OO possibilities are things that people need to just start to think ahead of 
And that's one of the things that I think makes you successful, not just going from moment to moment, but trying to figure out what is your plan B if what you're planning to do doesn't work the way you anticipate. I could have used this two or three <laughs> summits ago when we had got to the end of the two days and realized that the tech had failed and the last three speakers on each day were not recorded. And those were, even though my screen showed that I was recording, those recordings went nowhere. And so now we know that that's a possibility. It had never dawned on me that that was a possibility that I would see it recording, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think that's one of the nice things about keeping a journal, you forget. I think most of us tried to forget things that didn't work well, but when you look back, you can see and you go, well, did I actually put a process in place to take care of that in the future? And if not, maybe I should book it into my calendar. That's what a lot of people don't do. They don't schedule things into their calendar. If you want to write a book, schedule time into your calendar. If you want to clean your apartment, schedule time into your calendar. If you want to have time with friends, schedule time in your calendar and how much time you want to spend. Maybe you only want to spend 10 minutes calling three different friends, but one of your friends is just a chatterbox and just won't let you off the phone. So that's when you have to say, well, every time I call this friend, they keep me on too long. I don't recommend not talking to the friend. I recommend finding a way to speak up and saying, hey, I gotta go. And one of the things that I do is I put my phone ringer on for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, the alarm rings. And I say, well, my friend, I don't really have much more time. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. And by not turning the ringer off every few minutes, it reminds me that I really need to get off the phone because otherwise your 10 minute conversation could be two hours and then you're tired. And the thing that you wanted to do, you can't do, or it's too late to go and do it. And so this is how you get things done by noticing what causes you to get distracted and finding out how are you going to move past those dis distractions. That's a beautiful example of noticing what it is that gets in the way of accomplishing what I want is a very powerful way to, to look at this, that the power of using a tool like the journaling is so that I have a place that I can actually see patterns. Because you're right, I don't remember. Um, I'm surrounding myself with people who write things down more often than I do. Um, but it's like, oh yeah, it's a good plan to be able to use these kinds of tools. Now, what if somebody just doesn't believe that this is gonna help them at all? What would you say to them? I think the only way to know is to try. I believe in metaphor affirmations. Every day I say, I am wonderful. My life is amazing. Every day, in every way, things are getting better and better. I love myself. I love my life. I'm marvelous. And so when I tell people that saying these words every day will give you a better life, they'll go, I don't think that's true. And I say, well, unless you try it, you won't know. So your comment is not based on any fact. It's just based on some thought. Why don't you test it? 
So if you're not sure that the journaling, your goals and your feelings about how things are going, both the good and the bad, then you're, it's just a thought. So try it for yourself and then you'll see. And don't try it with the already, the idea that it's gonna be a disaster for you because then it will be because whatever we think we create. So just say, I'm curious, I wonder if this will work for me and just give yourself something simple, a simple little thing that you can do in three days or in seven days and use the system. That's the only thing I have to say is you have to commit to something. And if the concentrating and finishing what you start is what you wanna do, then you have to give yourself permission to commit to it and see what happens and try it. Without trying it, it's like, we can never know the taste of vanilla ice cream if we never have it. Oh, that's a good analogy. You're absolutely right. We can never know the taste of vanilla ice cream if we don't ever put it in our mouths where our taste buds are. So we can't ever know the power of holding yourself to actually writing down your goals and your emotions connected with that day. You won't know the power if you don't ever give yourself permission to do it. And you know, what's really great is like, sometimes people annoy us. <laughs> and so we have to ask ourselves after a while, is it the person that annoyed us? Or is it something from our past that this person brought forth? And by writing it down, you'll start to see, because if it was the person, you'll see that after a while, you don't have any contact with the person. And then if it's something that annoyed you with that person, but it's really something from your past, you'll see that you find that annoying quality in other people. And by having it written down, you can really see the patterns of who you are and become more aware of how you're living your life, how you're thinking your thoughts, what are your habits and patterns, and are they helping you or are they hurting you? You know, that's important because habits are neither good or bad, but the outcomes we get may be what we want or it may not be what we want. And so it, identifying which habits are connected with which outcome, just that little tiny piece alone to be able to like identifying, is this about this friend or is this about what gets triggered? What, what in my past this person reminds me of? And you have to remember that you're unique. So let's take ice cream again, right? If you have diabetes and you eat ice cream because you can't say no, that's not good. If you're 97 pounds and you need to gain weight, then eating ice cream is good. So don't let someone else decide for you what is good. You will know. You don't have to lie to yourself. You know if something is good for you and you know if something is working for you because things can heal you or they can hurt you. It's up to you to decide what that thing, whether it's ice cream or a friendship or you know the course that you wanna create or the book that you wanna write, is that making you stressed or is that giving you a passion and motivating you a hope that you know you can share something with other people. Oh, that's a big statement. I have um, been in that place of trying to understand something. I think that this might help me, just this conversation, Olivia, because I've been challenged thinking that I should have, and there's that word again, thinking that I should have my website on. Yeah, and I didn't have it all together and I haven't. I've been working with developing the Teen Suicide Prevention Society as something separate from my business. 
and I had them all together. I've brought them apart again. Now I have better clarity and perhaps I can move forward, but I still don't have any joy around this idea of building a website. So I made this hold off. Well, there's, when you notice that you're not doing something, then these are your options. You can either continue to do it, you can delegate it to someone else, or you can delete the project. If you can't delete it because you feel like it's important to you, then consider delegating it. And so sometimes this is necessarily you, but sometimes people can delegate because they don't have the money to pay for it, or they think, well, why should I pay for it? But the next reason is they're so used to doing everything themselves that they can't ask for help. And by right, by noticing that you wanted to do a website and you didn't, the question to ask yourself is, why aren't you doing it? It could be because you're busy with something else, but then the question is, but why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you delegating it to someone else? It could be because you like to do everything yourself or you like to be you know, in control of all the elements because it's important to you and you wanna make things correct. And you feel if you don't do it, I'm not saying this is you, but these are things that go through people's minds as to why they don't finish. And by keep asking the question, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Eventually, the real reason that's hidden from your view will come up. And that's the value of writing down your goals, writing in a little comments, journaling about your thoughts and feelings and frustrations and your happiness. And so after a while, you don't have to ask yourself why you're not doing it. It becomes clear. You get clarity as to how you're going to move forward. Does that make sense to you, Jackie? It, it does that the... Um... It's like drilling down on the one thought will bring up, if I stay with the one thought if, and continue to work with just that one question, then what will come up will develop. And, yes. you know, it's, yeah. How many people, you know, guys, how many of you have things that you use to help other people and you don't use them yourself? So it, this is one of the challenges that I just realized is that this kind of inquiry, you know, I've done with my clients. I just haven't done it with myself. I actually wrote a book about it. The Why Not Workbook is based on this principle. And yet I hadn't thought to apply it to this particular struggle. And Olivia, that's one of the joys of being in a conversation with you because it helps to bring up different perspective on things that, you know, I thought I knew. And obviously this one is a big one for me. So I will go back and start paying more attention to the answers to that question because yes, and I don't have it in this room, but you know, my 91 days to more, I have you know, where I write. So it's like not here in my office, but it's around and it's a lovely tool that has helped a great deal. And now I'm gonna use it specifically about this particular project because I hadn't thought to do that, duh. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think just collaborating with people is good. And when people give you comments, just take them as comments. Don't take them as right or wrong. Take them as, and evaluate them for yourself. People are sharing what they think and sometimes they share sweetly and sometimes they, they share it by beating you down. And you have to decide if you wanna take that beating down as something that's um, 
trying to beat you down or just that's just the way the person delivers information because they care about you. And these are the kinds of things that you can put in your journal. I didn't really like the way she spoke. I love the way she speaks. The bottom line is only you can fix your life. Only you can do the things that you want to do. No one can do things for you. All they can do is make suggestions and recommendations on how to do them. And by journaling, you start to see, well, what do I want for my life? What do I have to do? Focus on the solutions instead of the problems. If you focus on the problems, then write about it. Why is this a problem that you can't let go of? And eventually you will let go of it and you'll be happy and you'll get things done. There we go. Why is this a problem I can't let go of? You know, that's a big one. Um, really powerful questions. So the beauty of the way that this fits into a system that brings about more success in people's lives, just by the definition of write it down, answer some questions consistently and you will start consistently getting better answers and getting better results. It seems so logical. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's simple. It's really easy. I think the hard part is maybe sometimes we don't want to know the answer. We're avoiding things that we don't want to, you know, maybe you don't get up every day on time. It's really important to go to sleep on time at the same time every day and get up every day because that helps with your energy, that helps with your mood. People who have regular bedtime and regular time for rising actually are healthier, happier. And so you can see, because one of the things to ask is what time did you go to bed and what time did you wake up? If you notice that you're consistently not getting your eight, 10 or 12 hours and it's always a different time and then you're not happy or your mood is, you know, not as comfortable, that could be a big issue. If you're not eating the right foods, you know, if you're having too much junk food, too much carbs, and you notice because you're writing some of these things down, you go, hey, maybe if I ate better, I'd feel better and guaranteed you will. So I just think that life is about choices and every choice depends on us and not every choice is a bad choice. It depends on how it makes you feel. Got it. I love that. Life is about choices. Not every choice is a bad choice. And the judge of whether it's a good choice or a bad choice is how does it make you feel? And I'm going to add to that. How does it make you feel over time? Yes. And, and the only reason I'm going to add that is because there are a lot of things that can feel good in the moment, but they have consequences down the road. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So how does it make you feel? And it's like, can I say yes to this without feeling guilty? Yeah. So yes. And is this harming me in any way, mentally, physically, emotionally? You know, sometimes things do feel good, but you can't have a whole gallon of ice cream. It's not going to make you feel good in the morning. <laughs> and if you have a week of ice cream, a whole gallon of ice cream, your waistline isn't going to feel good either. You know, you've got a point there. There's a, there's a, about being able to project out what the impact is going to be. And so that's some forward thinking questions that are part of this process to not just what do I want, but why, what is that going to give me? That's more of a forward thinking process for me. And I'm like loving this idea. So I, 
love the fact that you were able to join me and to share this because it's such a simple process that if you just, like you said, experiment with it. Oh, and I want to tell you, I am absolutely amazed because my team, you know, Katie mostly is my team right now. Katie shared with me what you're giving as a gift. And I am just so grateful because Olivia, I know how valuable your time is and you are giving the gift of time to anyone watching the summit. And even this is going to I'm not going to be in the recording. Oh, geez. It's going to be in the recording. Okay. So here's the deal. It'll be in the show notes too. If you are serious about making change, don't take advantage of this. Don't take advantage of Olivia. Don't use this link and book time with her if you are not serious about change. That's not respectful of yourself because you'll set yourself up to be frustrated. And it's not respectful of her very generous offer because finishing what we start is a critical human need for feeling successful, feeling confident, feeling good about ourselves. And for her to make this offer of her time to help you finish what you start is such an amazing, amazing gift. So I'd love to put a limiter on it and say, okay, it's only gonna be for the first you know, 10 people who take Olivia up on this, uh, but I have no way to limit it because we're going to share it with everyone here and everyone who watches it in the future. So the way I'm going to limit it is to hold everyone accountable. If you take an appointment on Olivia's calendar, do it with the intention of accomplishing something, of really being able to finish something you've started and getting I'd that. I put a there. limiter though that, um, first of all, I do think that if you want to experience the process, the best way is to call me because I do want to help you. And so come prepared with one question of one thing you want to finish so that we can give you a solution on that call. The second thing is we're in the end of June and there's July. So I think by the um, middle of August, maybe August 15th, I'm not going to take on any more phone calls. So if you're going to book, you should book soon. And because I can't, you know, leave the offer on. Some people might not be watching. Some people take forever to watch replays. So if they don't watch the replay till September, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Um, you know, oh, July so is up to August 15th. If you book a call, I will accept those um, calls. Awesome. So there you go. It is about taking advantage of it while it's available. And Life is unpredictable. We don't know how long it'll be available exactly. So best guess, do it now. That's always the answer for everything, right? Do it now. Plus you want to do it now because you have something that you want to finish. Why delay getting started with someone who has a lot of experience and can customize something just for you so that you can do what you want quicker. The longer you delay, the more anxiety you might have over, why am I not doing this? Or why isn't this working for me? I can help you. And then you can help yourself by the thing that I will share with you on the call. There we go. I know this is not a fluff call, guys. This is a buckle down, get it done and come away with something that works. So Thank you so very, very much, Olivia, for your time and your talent and sharing it with all of us. I so appreciate you. 
Oh, and I appreciate you. And don't forget um, to all the people who are listening, please share the TED Talk with as many people as possible because that is our goal of this event is to let people um, know about these opportunities so that we don't have to have later on difficult conversations. This is very much appreciated. Yeah, the script to have the talk that prevents the negative thinking from getting a hold in the head of your teen is inside the TEDx talk. And so thank you, Olivia, for encouraging people to watch it and share it. Thank you guys. And thank you, Katie. That was lovely. So the link is in the chat, JackieTEDx.com. And wow, Olivia, that time went by so fast. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Have yourself a beautiful day. Thank you.